0: Welcome everybody to RV Podcast 387.
1: And today, I've been waiting to do this for a long time, we're going to give you an exciting progress report about Starlink, the one best solution for mobile internet you have ever heard about, and it's here and available now. Welcome fellow travelers, it's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Hi everybody, I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion, the bride of my youth, Jennifer.
0: And <laughs> yeah. Am I the bride of your old
1: age, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you <Okay>. are. <laughs> you are that as well. All right. And we are coming to you from the sunshine state of Florida, where it is a beautiful day. It is clearly springtime down here, and we wish you were with us. This is an exciting one for us. As we said, we're going to give you an update on Starlink, this uh, much-anticipated internet solution for RVers. There's uh, some big developments that we're going to share coming up in a little bit, and uh, stay tuned for that. If uh, the thumbnail for this on YouTube or the description on uh, the Internet caught your attention, that's all you want to hear. Just scroll forward and you'll catch it in a minute. But this is a podcast, and we always want to start with uh, a quick recap of what's going on uh, in the RV lifestyle world. the topic that has been in all of the news lately and will continue through the rest of this year has to do something that I know that you know about well and that is continuing rising gas prices
0: true AAA uh, released a survey last week that found four dollars per gallon is a tipping point for most uh, Americans so uh, forcing them to make lifestyle changes because gas simply costs too much.
1: Yeah, this, that's this, that's uh, yeah. That's the problem. I mean, it, it, you you can't keep paying more and more for gas like that.
0: Not unless your income goes up.
1: No, no. So four bucks is the it's over four bucks now is as the national average, isn't it?
0: Right. The survey uh, found two thirds of Americans felt gas prices were too expensive just a few weeks ago, at three fifty three per gallon. When gas costs more than $4 per gallon, 59% said they'd uh, the price would force them to make changes in their driving habits. And uh, $5 a gallon, 75% said this was just just way out of out of line.
1: What well, diesel? Diesel is now over 5, that's the national average uh and um y- they're saying that uh, regular gas will soon be five dollars a gallon i mean there's no sign of this getting any any better and i don't want to get into politics of whose fault is it uh because we all share one thing on this issue that we're all gonna have to pay more at the pump and for our viewers that is uh, a lot more
0: right now the current gas price across the country is uh, 433 according to AAA. that's of course but that's not california and that's as
1: we're recording this but what is yeah, california now?
0: california is 573 per gallon wow. and the national average price of diesel is 514 a gallon well, we, we
1: talked about this a little bit last week and we've received dozens and dozens of emails from many of you out there who have told us uh, now this is all anecdotal evidence but the response we're getting that you are uh, curtailing, you're planning to cut back on the RV travel. Uh, the average RVer travels a little over 4,000 miles a year, uh, and uh, the the folks in Elkhart, the RV capital of the world, have been watching this, and uh, they have uh, projected right now that it will cost at least 30 percent more uh, at the pump for RVers this year than before. I think they're being a little optimistic because the prices are going up so fast.
0: Yeah, and you know the options are that you don't drive so far, that you just stay closer to home and uh, make sure when you go, see everything you want to go see.
1: We've had uh, some people who have great big diesel pushers, uh, Class A's, and they are projecting that it's going to cost them about a dollar a mile. One guy said that uh, he was going to a couple of the big rallies this year and they have decided not to do that now people aren't necessarily quitting rving the studies show that they're 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 finding ways around it
0: you got to scale back a little bit and be wise
1: scale back be wise and um rv closer to home which is something that we've we've been doing Mm -hmm. uh, and stay in one place a little bit longer
0: (laughs) yeah stay there longer
1: for us that's been kind of our our goal for 2022 is to Enjoy where we got, we tend to go, you know. We flit around like a <laughs> butterfly, you know, and have been for 10 years. And this year, we said well, we're going to try and stay in places longer, mm-hmm. not knowing about the gas thing. But the other thing for us is, and this other big trend that we're looking at is uh, people buying their own RV property, so they can have a guaranteed place to stay as long as they want. Uh, some of them are, are looking for places a little closer to home. Uh, you know, many of us know we have a place in Tennessee. Uh, we are by the way going next week. We'll have more a little bit more for you and we'll have a video soon on it We're checking out another place that is specializing in land uh, Property for RVers to buy and own uh, That'll be in Florida and uh, we'll tell you about that a little bit more next week when we know more And we'll be visiting it and doing a video But that's another big trend and it's another way that people are trying to get around these high costs So,
0: right I mean, when you think of it, like you said, 4,000. I think it's 4,500 miles. That's the of average. How far the average uh, RVer
1: travels every year? Which isn't that that much, really, when you stop and think about it. So uh, y- yes, it does cost more, but what else does it? What doesn't cost more? So uh, the the big thing is everybody wonders, well, they're going to be more campground cancellations, and thus more openings, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and our uh, uh, is the RV boom over? I don't think so. It, now, it's true in 2008, when the industry collapsed, much of that was tied to high fuel prices. But so much is different now in 2022 than it was in
0: 2008. Right. I mean, because of COVID, we are had our wings clipped. Know, most our, people are staying closer to home, Yeah, people not are leaving more. the country.
1: Yep. And uh, so I, I think that, that it's still going to be hard to find campsites. And I think a lot of people are still going to be RVing and um it's a great lifestyle and uh you know there's where there's a will there's a way right that's right all right we are going to talk about uh the internet and starlink and uh this uh this this new development that just recently happened but first let's uh, take a quick break and listen to this Are you tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be for you. Jennifer and I recently bought some property just west of Nashville from a great company in Tennessee that specializes in large acreage RV property. They're called Tennessee Land and Lakes. You can check them out at myrvland.com. The scenery and the setting is breathtaking and you own it outright. It's not a timeshare. Your property, your way, you can garden, landscape, bring your pets, your friends. It's big acreage in a private setting. There's high-speed fiber optic internet connection along with utilities. A wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. And it's ready whenever you want to be there. Prices for big acreage start at only $79,900. Plus, you get us as your neighbors. There's financing available and some really friendly staff to work with. Visit MyRVLand.com. That is MyRVLand.com. You'll be glad you did. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battle Batteries. Battle Batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free, and battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com/lithium. rvlifestyle.com/lithium. All right, welcome back everybody. Time now for our Topic of the Week, and that topic has to do with satellite internet, and specifically, Starlink. Now, I'm assuming that you have some background and you know about Elon Musk and SpaceX and the many, thousands now, over 2,000 low Earth-orbiting satellites that they have put up in what is called a constellation of satellites. Eventually, Musk hopes to have 42,000 of these satellites roaming all over the globe uh, connecting uh, the entire world anywhere in the world uh, to a high-speed super high-speed Internet but right now about 2,000 or so are up there in orbit and the system is operational uh, the system started in 2020 the fall of 2020 November 2020 and uh, here we are not even uh, a full two years into it a year and a half or so And RVers have been using it for some time, and we will put links to their channels and their videos and their reports uh, in the show notes at RVlifestyle.com for this podcast. You can go and see them. Uh, There's uh, there's some great stuff out there, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But the uh, the big development is something that uh, Elon Musk just tweeted. Here is Musk's tweet which was sent out on March 3rd. He says, mobile roaming enabled so phased array antenna can maintain signal while on a moving vehicle. And let me give a shout out to several of the other RVers who have uh, been uh, really uh, sharing their experience with Starlink and, uh, and getting me is really excited about this. Tux truck mobile roaming video. Uh, this is from uh, Tux truck, net other rvers have been using starlink for months grand adventure mark guido has had some really great reports i urge you to look at um enjoy the journey dot life uh, tom over there has documented lots of neat stuff and he's worked with joshua from rooted off grid uh the uh, youtube channel uh, joshua has a terrific system and gives lots of valuable stuff that uh that uh, Tom over at Enjoy the Journey talked about, as well as Mike on Space. And uh, Mike on Space actually put the, uh, the satellite dish, which uh, SpaceX and Starlink calls Dishy, he put it, set it up on the roof of his car, and he proved that it was now enabled, mobile roaming enabled on the Starlink system. He drove at 80 miles an hour and maintained great signal strength. So all that is great couple of things I need to tell you about satellites. Uh, this is the third time now that I have experienced. Yes, I'll have my system in two weeks. Uh, this is the third experiment I've really had with satellites. The first was a big, huge dish that required, it's like the huge, Hughes satellite network, required pinpoint uh, accuracy in finding the satellite. It was extremely sensitive to any kind of tree or interference between the horizon and uh, the RV which meant I couldn't boondock, I had to be in almost a field. It was slow, it was cumbersome set up, but yeah it did work. But I, it was just too much of a hassle. The equipment was too big. And then um, about six, seven years ago, a friend of mine, Joe Ritano, uh, who is uh, an RV uh, engineer, he's a high-tech guy, does a lot of stuff with artificial intelligence, but uh, Joe's a good friend, and we experimented with what's called the Kaimeta antenna. It was from a startup from Bill Gates. It was a phased mobile array, it looked like a pizza box, that we put on our RV, and uh, what it would do is it would match up with geosynchronous satellites that are 22,000 miles up in the sky. It too worked, but it was bulky. it lost signals a lot, and in the end we decided, Uh, it just wasn't a feasible solution but that technology and antenna is what SpaceX is now using in their phased arrays their dishy antenna and uh, it is a phenomenal system I mean just a phenomenal system Uh, the videos that that uh, I'm linking in the show notes from other YouTubers uh, show uh, how how they are are using it and it's the same way when I get my system Uh, I'll be getting it down here in Florida and I will be putting a telescoping pole I'll mount it on the uh, on the ladder here at the back of my RV and then I will have the dish mounted uh, just over the ridge over the roof line I I will set that up when I'm in a specific spot and then we will have the system working hopefully really well Uh, there are some mounts that you can get from uh, SpaceX and Starlink and I've ordered those My friend Joe, uh, Joe Ritano, the guy I just talked about, he uh, just got his system. And I asked him to give us kind of a demo of what it's like and to show us uh, how he is going to mount it on his RV. And uh, I thought I would uh, run that video and get you excited because mobile RVing is now here and now possible with Starlink. Joe joins us right now. Hey, Joe, it is great to see you. It's great to see you, Mike. All right, let's go take a look at this. Uh, so many people have been saying you can't use Starlink on, in an RV and uh, we're gonna show them that you certainly can.
2: Right, so the first thing I wanna show is, uh, I'm gonna turn my screen around here if I can, or just show it this way. So can you see that okay?
1: I can, yes.
2: All right, so basically what I'm gonna do is just do a quick speed test. So I'm online I, I set this up in just a few minutes and you can see the antenna out there. And it has a little Wi-Fi modem. I've got my iPad set up to it. And we're getting a pretty decent download. We got 130, 140 uh, megabits per second with oh, about 106 wow. latency. Uh, I, in some of my previous tests, I was getting over 200, 250. Uh, I guess it depends on the time of day. And, and,
1: and for those who, who don't know, that's, about what 10 times often this connection you'll get with a cell phone so it's that much faster oh yeah for more. sure
2: especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you got one bar and you're not getting any yeah. megabits download uh,
1: yep uh, where is the Starlink actually located because uh, you are in your house obviously as we're talking now but you're about ready to go outside and show us what's there yep
2: yeah, for sure um, it's right out here uh, you just follow the 75 foot cable and it's right out on yeah. my lawn
1: and there's the cable yeah yeah
2: so it just it's it's totally portable and i'll show you the box it came in in a second but that's all it is and it auto orients uh for your uh where you're at so currently uh right now you know i'm in virginia and so it's tracking a line of satellites that starlink has set up and it's in a low earth orbiting satellite uh, chain and it's it's connecting to all of those so i mean it's. It's pretty high speed.
1: Now, you are obviously uh, in a home right now, uh, yep. but you, you talk about using it in your RV because that's the thing I think so many of our people are saying that you can't use it in an RV and So you we're see here that corner of that. the
0: roof
2: rack? I've got this sort of experimental roof rack up there. Can you see that okay? Yep. So, I'm going to put it in that corner right there. I'm going to build a little bracket, and I ordered the pipe uh extender um, so it's, a, it's sort of a pipe adapter kit. And then I'm going to just set it up. When I go somewhere, I'm going to set it up on the corner and then just snake the 75-foot cable. It, comes, it detaches from the uh, antenna, so it makes it really easy to kind of snake that cable through uh, one of my uh, ceiling glands for solar. So I'll pop it out set it up that way and i'll take it down because it's not really a mobile antenna right it's sort of a stationary antenna you don't want that to sit on top of your roof right and i'm sure starlink's going to come out with a mobile antenna you know elon musk has been hitting at this for for months now uh, and he's been setting up uh you know relationships with the aviation industry and automakers uh so you're you're gonna see a mobile uh satcom antenna come out of him pretty soon but In the interim i just want to start testing it out and uh, trying it out and uh, i'll start doing some mobile tests here shortly after i get that pipe adapter kit it should be on its way but yeah i mean it's i think the uh, performance is actually really good
1: so i noticed that a number of rvs rvers have set this up already Mm -hmm. Um, they seem to be able to use a, a similar system to what you had and what i have just ordered which is the the pole and uh, a telescoping pole that you can hook up in, in a in a location. Explain to everybody the difference between cells and why uh, although this constellation is pretty robust right now it's not everywhere and uh, how much can we make this work as we go from place to place in our RVs?
2: Yeah and so you know they've been hinting at mobile for a while now uh, Rome equals true now in the debugging information which kind of means that you're going to get best effort if you travel without having to change your uh, origin a- uh, address like I have it set here for your origin address.
1: Now is the time for RVers to order this system, would you say, since you waited a long time for yours, right?
2: Yeah, it took almost six months, maybe seven to get it. Um, I ordered it last year and I just received it. So for my area, you know, it took a while. Uh, some other areas, uh, maybe not. So it depends on where you live and the bandwidth they have available uh, for the cluster of satellites that are screaming across the sky in a low Earth orbit. Um, there, I think um, I think the Roam equals true, and the debugging information is very telling. I think they're starting to test it out for best effort for those users that are on the go and they want to be location independent. So I think this is I think they're testing this out. You know they're. Boy, they're a pretty agile organization they keep popping new stuff all the time um but I, I would imagine the mobile antenna is going to come next so you'll have that same remember when we did kai with the flat antenna Yep. Uh, i would imagine there's going to be some flat mobile antenna that RVers could buy so um if they want to start playing with it now and get on the service and test it out yeah all by all means do it um your
1: support yeah.
2: your support and start now,
1: as I mentioned in in uh, the intro, as I described our system, uh, I couldn't find it in my Michigan location. I couldn't find it at my Tennessee location, but my Florida location, it is available. And I ordered it last night, and it's shipping in two weeks. They say oh, you're, so. You're so lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but so people can can try this as they move along, and there are enough R out there now who have been demonstrating it. And as you just showed us on on yours. So the bottom line, I guess, for our folks is that uh, Starlink is here. Uh, it's available throughout most of the U.S. Um, and not every single and, and in Canada. I did see some early problems that the Canadian systems had trouble operating in the U.S., but I think they have sorted that out now. And uh, enough RVers have been out there using this stuff uh, as you will soon be doing for us to to say. It's time to order your Starlink. We'll talk about the cost. Last question. Yeah, it's four ninety nine. What does it cost to get us a
2: it's four ninety nine for um, the antenna and kit, uh, and then um, it's ninety nine a month right now. And that's not the premium service, that's just the regular service.
1: Yeah, <laughs> regular service is incredibly fast uh, even even so so right have they rolled out the premium service yet is that available now
2: yeah i didn't see any pricing for it but you can get on uh and you can order it but i haven't seen any pricing on it and it is unlimited data so there's that right
1: it's unlimited unthrottled it kind of puts the end to the cellular um boosters that we used to need and uh, And really, many of the uh, the cellular systems that so many of us have relied on we're here. Certainly within the n- the next year this is this is happening, and I'm hoping in your case and in mine, it's going to happen uh, in the next few weeks. So I think,
2: I think the only detriment right now is um, you know a lot of RV parks are in shaded areas with lots of trees, right? yeah so you you have to be in an open area somewhere, right? yeah so yeah that's the one thing i would imagine that trees are going to be the inhibiting factor for folks and i'll do some tests you know i i think some some rvers have done some tests like that already but i'll definitely be doing it so if it's a hard uh structure you're not going to get any signal if you're in the line of sight of the satellites uh trees that is going to inhibit it but i don't know how much so
0: I'm going to... Well, now,
1: your your, your antenna is out in the middle of your yard there as you're testing it out for us now. You've got some trees on the that would be on the horizon, and you've got a house structure that would also be on the horizon as it looks around. So it is obviously getting those satellites by looking mostly straight up. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and the antenna and
2: I, I, oriented itself away from the trees. You can see how it... So I've got the big pine right there, and then it... it it bent a little bit to yeah. get to the, uh, and it just automatically did that, and it will change. So, and then I've got my my house right there, but you can tell the beam isn't, you know, like I, that's a tight beam right there.
1: Yeah, I remember on the original huge satellite thing that I originally had for a while. Man, I had to point that as precisely. It took forever to point it, well, yeah, and then when we had that Chimeta system, thing. that Chimeta system that we tested. Uh, that system was so sensitive to even the trees that I see behind you there because it was looking more on the horizon
2: we had some some rain fade
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: the box Uh, is about two feet by
1: oh show us the shipping box yeah Yeah, where is that 14
2: uh, it's 24 inches by 14 by uh, 10 so if you're gonna store it that's what I'm gonna do I'll put it in sleep mode or shut it down, and so it'll, the antenna will turn back down. You can fit it back in the box. So you'll need something about two feet wide, ten inches tall, so it'll fit in your trunk area.
1: Yeah. So, when do you suspect that we'll see a mobile, a truly mobile system that we can mount on the roof and leave up and running all the time?
2: Well, if I had to bet on Musk, probably soon.
1: Soon being
2: less than six months.
1: Okay. He's probably going to roll it out
2: with the premium service for all I know.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll keep watching. All right. Time to order, folks. That's the thing. Joe Ritano has been our guest. Hey, buddy. Thank oh. you so much.
2: All right. Good talk, to you.
1: When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just Electrical accessories, must-have gadgets, check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. All right, welcome back. And now it's time for your RV Lifestyle Questions of the Week. And we've got two of them. I'll do the first one. It comes from Beverly Peacock. And Beverly says, do you think the second week of June is too early for camp tenting in the U.P. of Michigan, uh, Michigan's Upper Peninsula.
0: No, I don't think it's too early.
1: I I don't, it's usually just gorgeous weather in the U.P. It's cool, tends to get cool in the evenings and the daytime temperatures are probably about what they are right now in Florida, in the 70s in in June. Sometimes a little cooler. The one thing I would be a little worried about is um, mosquitoes. They tend to be the worst right around the end of June, uh, early July.
0: I hate to predict anything these days with yeah. uh, weather being different than uh, what it normally is, but you have to be prepared for insects. Spring is usually insect time.
1: Yep, but usually uh, the black flies, which is another problem in the Upper Peninsula, that's usually July mm-hmm. and uh, late June is when the mosquitoes get get uh, can get really bad. A lot of it depends on the wind and they're not bad every day. But to your question, yep, uh, you're going to be great in early June, so go from there. Uh, all right oh and we should tell you we have a a really great uh seven day adventure guide to the upper peninsula of michigan summer's the best time to visit as is early fall you can get that uh we'll put a link at uh, rvlifestyle.com, so you can check that all out and uh, um, we have uh, lots of travel guides for all over the country but if you're thinking about the up get ours we'll show you where to go save you lots of time and you'll love the peninsula of Michigan join
0: us in winter our winter camp up. yeah how we camp
1: it. in the winter too you will
0: love it this is from Julian from Pennsylvania and says how he enjoys our podcasts and videos and everything and he appreciates all the hard work but he wanted to know his question is what do you do with your house when you're in your RV maybe for weeks or months at a time and he, he's very they're very very lucky they have a neighbor who'll watch their house for short periods but they don't want to take advantage of their neighbors and they also keep the dog for them when they have to when they go on a bike trip so they have wonderful neighbors and uh, it's uh, yes very good neighbors dear friends do you hire a house sitter uh, to stay in your house while you're gone especially in cold weather worried about the fear of something breaking in the winter well let me just say that uh, that uh, we have let people live in our house, people that we know well, they want to live there. That's great. We
1: had them stay there really five a weeks. whole summer, five weeks. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. weeks.
0: We have good neighbors. We keep have, track
1: of our house regularly. Yeah. We
0: have an excellent security system, and it lets us know if anything isn't quite right. We have. A good friend who's not that far away who's willing to come and check our house if we know a package has been delivered or something
1: because my security system says hey somebody's on your porch and there's a picture of the FedEx guy dropping a package and, Oh man so my friend will go and pick it up
0: and we also have a friend who we could hire her to come and flush the toilets and walk through the house and make sure everything's working properly. We have a boiler for our heat, so we can't turn off our water completely when we go out of town.
1: And in the wintertime, we've worried about that because sometimes it gets really cold, mm-hmm. and so we have put antifreeze. It's a, it's a boiler system, you know, baseboard heat, so we put in antifreeze in that. And that keeps that from freezing in the winter because we, right. we are gone a lot in the winter as well.
0: Yeah, so where there's a
1: will, there is a way. Yep, and then your mail. Uh, if you're curious about what you do with mail, uh, do as much as you can online. Pay all your bills online. Uh, manage every, as much of your life online as you can and uh, we use we we have a whole thing about mail forwarding services we just posted in the last week on the rv lifestyle blog we'll put a link in the show notes but check that out gives you several different options on how to manage your mail when you're gone away from your sticks and bricks house Um, but it's very doable we've been doing it for 10 years now starting our 11th year this month so.
0: yeah like I saw our neighbor directly across the street from us and I said hey we're gonna be gone X amount of time just so you know
1: yep always good let your neighbors know that you mm-hmm. all right those are the questions we'd love to get questions from you you can reach us at Mike and Jen at RVlifestyle.com and uh, we'll do our best to answer them thank you guys so much for watching this uh, episode of the podcast uh, new podcast episodes all the time released every Wednesday. And be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Until next time. Happy trails.